Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. We are continuing the podcast series, Shadowlands, as we may have people in our lives that we love and that we are called to stand for, though right now they're in a wild and distant place. And I want in today's episode, if you are currently taking a gut punch emotionally, if you are at a place that it is buckling your knees at what you're watching and looking at, I want today's very tender episode to encourage you. Listen all the way to the end as I pray over us all as we continue in our stride with the Father and we continue to learn to love and to believe totally for those whom God has put in our life. Take a listen for yourself and I hope that you will share this with any others that it could encourage. Also, I want to remind you that NMM is in their end-of-year giving campaign. If you would decide that we would be a recipient of your tax-free end-of-year giving, what an honor that would be for Nancy McCready Ministries. Please take a moment to visit nancymccready.com and check out all there. And please consider uh, giving to us at this time of year and also becoming a monthly recurring partner with us in 2022. Love you all. One of the major ways that you can get jerked around during a season of believing for others and wanting to see them come out of those wild and distant places where they are, one of the easiest ways to get just pummeled emotionally is when you get a sucker punch right to the gut. And sometimes that sucker punch doesn't come because someone physically harmed you, but because a blow came to you that was so disappointing. A blow came into your gut because someone said something, did something, walked away again at a whole new depth, They've ghosted you, meaning they have just literally stopped communicating with you and don't respond to anything. And you begin to get that sickening feeling um, of, of being abandoned or rejected again uh, as a parent, a spouse, uh, a friend, Um, again, in whatever relational capacity uh, that you happen to be in, you know, a grandparent. I've heard from many grandparents recently um, before I was doing this series and during uh, because so many grandparents are a key and integral part of raising their grandchildren um, or are actually doing the raising of the grandchildren based upon uh, the decisions of their children not to be engaged with uh, the grandchildren. So, so many moving parts and so many different levels. 
But when that kind of gut punch comes, there can be a demonic atmosphere upon it that literally it wants to take your breath. So in whatever capacity that that comes, um, we must quickly ask Holy Spirit to guard us. You know, I did a series years ago uh, when I was teaching weekly at the church where I served as executive pastor. And I did a series once called On Second Thought. And the premise of it was that my first thought when things like this happen uh, is not good. And uh, I really don't need to go with that first thought. So I titled it, On Second Thought, I Think I'll Stay with Holy Spirit, and I'm going to go quiet a little bit so that I'm going to give Him time to put His oil inside my impulses in my dealings with people who are in the shadow lands or just really in any circumstance and situation. Because oftentimes when an unexpected hit comes to you, Um, It just can almost buckle you to your knees. Take your breath away. And I don't think I'm being too overly dramatic in my description of it. Having lived through it a few times, um, I can say to you that it is very uh, necessary and much needed to immediately lean back into Holy Spirit. Do not leap forward in your responses. Do not immediately respond with a text or an email if that's how the gut punch came to you. Um, if, If it just takes you to such a place um, in despair or um, in anger, you must lean back into Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, grip me. Keep me in this moment. Sometimes it is not necessary to respond to things that are a part of manipulative conversations. If someone is clearly indicating they don't want to talk, even if you suddenly feel the need where you could go on for like an hour explaining this and saying this and, and uh, wanting to, you know, be right, what, whatever it may be, my friends, You must lean back into Holy Spirit. Let Him put His oil inside your impulses. You can read this in James 3. I'm sorry, right now I can't remember the exact verse. But in the opening verses of James 3, where it talks about in the Amplified Classic, that the tongue is is the small part of a ship. It could be a large ship especially relationships, okay? The the tongue is a rudder on that ship, but it says that it is being directed by the impulses of the helmsman. That means that the tongue may be that small rudder on the back of a large ship, might be in rough winds, might be going through all kinds of things, but still the helmsman, the person on the deck of the ship, is the one with the steering wheel in their hand, And they are the one who is directing that rudder. So it's not just our tongue that we need to watch. I know many of you are going to understand what I'm about to say. It is our impulses, the one steering that ship. And we need Holy Spirit, if you will, to become the helmsman of our 
impulses and our decisions. We need to lean into his wisdom and timing. I'm not saying that you don't ever speak, but how many of you know how many things could be averted? Uh, how much less strife and confusion um, uh, could could be avoided um, if we did not respond quickly and uh, we took our time. So it might be you wait two hours before you respond to that text so that Holy Spirit can calm you, so that he can speak wisdom to you, so that he can give you insight in very important you know, points of conversation. Uh, how many of you know that, especially like in my situation, where I have made so many mistakes in um, the things that I said, I might have been cutting or mocking. I might have been insensitive and and too strong um, in my responses of wanting to make sure that I was being responsible, taking charge, you know, uh, all of that that we sometimes view as a virtue. But really and truly, in these in these stronger relationships that we have, um, you know, we don't always need to be the right and strong one. So, so there are so many nuances, right? So many subtleties that have to be learned, and you cannot learn them if you're always leaping out and having a a a um, guttural response, a very visceral response two things that are happening. Um, and if, if it buckles you to your knees, my friends, that's an indicator that you've taken some kind of swift hit into the gut. Uh, and probably it was meant uh, to, to throw you off guard. And, um, you know, because when people are in the Shadowland seasons of their life, um, and, and I understand this very deeply, having been a prodigal um, <laughs> for many years myself, is I don't want to be controlled by anybody. Um, and so the moment I think someone's trying to tell me what to do or to control me, um, I, I want to get back in control. And sometimes we do that by a really strong hit. Um, and we, we know where to hit people right? Emotionally, verbally. Um, So you might be right now experiencing this. Uh, Someone's deciding not to come for the holidays. Someone is uh, creating havoc uh, right now, or they've gone completely silent. Or maybe you have received information that really is throwing you off completely. And sometimes, my friends, there is just true, sincere grief. Hmm, Can I say this to you? Sometimes what's happening is maybe nobody's trying to manipulate. Maybe no one is doing anything other than they're leading their life in their freedom. And it just happens to not be exactly the way that you wanted it to go. And maybe you're just in the throes of of grieving because my friends real grief is because there's a loss of something of great value and so when relationships don't quite go the way that we hoped and we're experiencing loss 
My friends, sometimes there's just the true and simple grief of, wow, I love that person. I love that relationship. I love, um, you know, these people. And I am missing being with them. And I miss being able to simply enjoy them, not control them. But I miss being able to simply enjoy the very wonderful, very unique people in my life. Could that be you today? I'm going to pray again. I hope that uh, these previous episodes have encouraged you. But today I feel extremely tender. And I know that that's for me and I'm pressing into the Lord. And I want to encourage you. He is our ever-present help in trouble. Let me just say to you that the Lord has taught me so much. And he has said to me, Nancy, I know what it's like (laughs) to have prodigal children. I know what it's like to love the world. And it be an unrequited love. They do not love you back. Now, he never says that to me, of course, about himself in a pitiful way. But just simply, you see, what we're learning as we mature under this big tent of his presence is to adapt to him who knows all things. There is nothing we are living through that he himself has not lived through, and may I say, a million times over. Oh, he knows what it's like. And he is the perfect parent. There is no shadow within him. There is no fault within him. He has not made mistakes And yet those whom he loves stay at a distance. Even those who call his name, even those who have Christ within them, do not live in the depth of oneness and intimacy with him that he longs for. He is jealous for us. And there are words and conversations that he can have with you, my friends, if you will not run off impulsively, shut down, beg others to give you what you want, Don't be angry, sullen, pouting. Don't go to all of those means and ways of managing your own pain. Turn to the one who knows all. He can provide all. And the source of his life and joy and comfort that comes in such personal and custom-designed ways to you, I wouldn't want you to miss that. Because, my friends, we're remember, we're not here just living through continuous, never-ending, uh, excruciating pain. We're in the exquisite pain, my friends, of actually being free and being really alive and really learning to love and to walk in freedom. We're really alive and living. Whether you are believing for your entire church, whether you are believing for a child, no matter what level it's at, If your heart is pining away for nations to come to God, or if it's your own child who doesn't respond, who doesn't want anything to do with you or your faith, wherever it's at right now, whatever you're personally having to experience, can we stand together in this prayer? Father, thank you that you are ever-present to tend to me, to nurture me, to care for me, 
Teach me how to guard my heart, according to Proverbs 4.23, for from it flows all of life, and I want life with you. Above all, above wanting my children or nations or, um, you know, friends, above all, Father, I long for you. Now, tend to me so that I might continue to abide in you and stay with you and flourish in the presence of my enemies and that I might see all of my family and friends that are in the shadowlands at this moment that they too might know you as the love of their life. Father, thank you that no one knows the trouble that I've seen like you and that you have made full provision. I'm going to pull my chair out now, Father, at our table and sit with you as I go about my day and let you feed me and care for me in such a powerful way that my hands will be strong, my knees will have strength. I'll be able to walk and stay in the stride of my life with you. Yes, Father. Yes, I want you to take care of me, and I want you to show me and teach me how to pray and to intercede for your will in the life of those whom I love, that right now may be in the shadowlands, in a wild and distant place, looking as though it's getting darker by the moment. But Father, I declare that you are well able to go in, and that your will is that they would know you and hear your voice. I declare, Father, you are not lacking in any way whatsoever. You are the strong one. You are the ever faithful one. You wrote the word over their life as you have over mine. I declare you are the alpha and the omega. You're the beginning and the end. You had the first word on their life and you will have the last word on their life. So I'm not going to let the middle bother me and control me. You, Father, you, it's you that I want to take charge of me out of my own freedom. I choose you this day, this moment, this season. And I thank you, Father, for the full provision the full provision of the Godhead in the cross of Jesus Christ. And I receive it today, and I will live that out as you lead me and empower me. Love me today, Father, that I might learn of what real love is, that I might love those whom you have given me the privilege of being a part of their life. No matter how things may look today, I declare your word over them. Thank you, Father, for life and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, my friends. I love you all. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.